Welcome to the Friends Eye View podcast. My name is Sean and my co-host Jose, where we are actually going to explore and talk about everything. Talk about all the cliche crap, um, conspiracy theories, NWO, you know, whatever the topic is. We're just two friends having a great conversation and you get to be entertained and learn and think about things in a little bit different perspective at our expense. Go ahead and select subscribe and tune in. Thank you. So another podcast of conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's funny. it's funny because like all of these topics kind of flow into each other. Of course, yeah. So we're going to have unlimited amounts of topics to talk about. So that makes things a lot easier when you're doing yeah. it. Best, obviously. Of course. So I think we should pull the scab off and talk about the Illuminati. <laughs> Is this the most notorious one? Yes. It's like in your face. And like people still go, it's not real. You're like, it's literally in your face. <laughs> and so 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 what are your thoughts on the Illuminati, lady? Oh, oh, well, what is it? The top 1% of the people? I, I think it's a little more than that. Is it? Yeah, because I, I used to research crap when I was younger, you know? Okay. You know, not that I'm old now, but, you know, when I was- <laughs> Of course not. Those late night YouTube yeah. and Googling crap. Um, and so when I dug deep into this, I, I think it kind of circles back to- uh, even some stuff that we talked about on the last podcast, you know? Yes, exactly. So, so ironically, m like much of life, it's like a pyramid, you know? Because a pyramid is a really good example. I know obviously symbols and words and numbers, all have meanings, but the pyramid is great for, for structure, you know? Okay. Like even in your house, I mean, it's got you and Fulia and, on one level, the uh, the kid and the dog on the other level. Yep. So then it just leaves the top of the pyramid. And since you're religious, I'm assuming the top of the pyramid would be God. Yes. Okay. In, in this, or even in work, you know, you have a CEO, and then you have the board, then you have managers, and it's, it pretty much goes down, right? Yep. So... What I found out, or at least what I have come to the conclusion in my diving escapades of this, is that there's actually two forms of the Illuminati. Okay. Um, we'll call them A and B. All right. Easy. Um, B is what is most commonly known of. It's what you see in celebrities and arts. And okay. Even though technically it is supposed to be a secret society though, right? It is, and I'll explain, right? So, okay. the Bulbarian Illuminati is what it's referred to in its its actual name. Yep. If you trace it back, it actually started, ironically, two months before the United States in May of 1776. Okay. Now, okay George, George Washington yep. even wrote letters warning about the Bulbarian Illuminati. Um, to his friends and colleagues of that time frame. And so when you trace it down, it looks like it appears in the pyramid of things, right? Yeah. Okay. 
the the lower echelon of the pyramids would be like your celebrities and you know corporations or whoever else on a very low level, right? Yep. Then above that, you'll have your groups such as different different parts of the Rosicrucian, uh, Freemasons, yeah. uh, Knights Templar, um, Skull and Bones, your Bilderberg groups, you know, different things like that, right? Yep. And then on top of that, on the pyramid, is a committee of 300, which is a list of 300 of the most powerful, potentially most dangerous people on the planet. On the planet, okay. It consists of royalty, lots of multi-billionaires, lots of politicians that that you would know of. You like if you went through that list, you'd recognize Bill Clinton. You'd recognize um, several people that are on that list. You know, mm-hmm. some of them I actually had to Google because I never even heard of these people. <laughs> then you like, yeah, you Google them, you find out they're a multi-billionaire out of. Spain or wherever, you know? And then on top of that, and the funny thing about that is on the top of that, you have what's called the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. Okay. Which, ironically, you can literally go to the CIA website, and I showed you that. I talked about that with you. Yes, you did. Download, you can download a document from them written in 1995, which is literally <laughs> titled... The 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati, <laughs> you know? And those are the most powerful families in the world, you know? Essentially is what those are. But do you think the people who are part of the Illuminati are going to actually say that they are part of the Illuminati? Because I know there's rumors going around that Jay-Z, Kanye West are part of it, but they keep denying it. No, but see, they're, they're low level, you know? They're low level. They're not even... They're not even, they're just pawns in the game, you know? Um, so I don't even think it really matters. I think a lot of the stigma comes from just the whole idea, right? The whole idea of a secret society. But like I said, there's essentially two versions of the thing. And I think their concept, yeah. their concept is noble. Like what their ultimate goal is, I just don't think that, they're the best people for it in its entirety, right? I'll explain, right? So the idea behind the Illuminati, and you can actually validate it because in Georgia, there was some signs, there was some stones, right? They're called the um, Georgia Guidestones, right? It was the Ten Commandments of the Illuminati, right? Okay. Every, every tablet, it was written in like 10 different languages, the main languages, you know? Okay. But nine of the 10 commandments were actually good things. Nine of the 10. So like being at one with nature, being peaceful, you know, different things, all things, prosperity, you know, all things that we'd want, right? Okay. The problem is, was commandment number one. (laughs) And commandment number one was decrease the world or maintain the world's population at 500 million. Um, So... When it comes to the Bovarian Illuminati, that's the route that they chose. And my problem and my concern with that is we have almost 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah, no doubt. So the only way that you can get down to 500 million people is one of two ways. 
One, um, birth rates have got to drop off considerably. Which we spoke about on a previous podcast, yes. Which is happening. Yes. In fact, it's happened so drastically that China re removed like their child limitations. Is that right? Wow. Okay. So that they could go ahead and try it because they realized that if they continued with the route that they had, there would be no more China. Yeah. Oh, we're talking well, about that restriction was what? To a family? To per family? Like to a family and it like yeah. boys, you know, no girls, you know. Yeah. Like that. So they modified it, obviously, because they realized that the long term is that, you know, it's not it's not a viable, viable approach, you know? Or you have to kill off more people, or more people have got to die than what's being born. Yeah. Because you essentially 7.5 million billion people have got to die for that 500 billion to, to be there. Um, when I when I started digging deeper on it, okay, I came to the conclusion that the Illuminati started a very very long time ago, not not 1776. That's where the Bavarian branch broke off. Broke off of yet? Yeah. Okay, but you can start to see like as early like the true Illuminati symbol. You start to see it on like German churches from like 1300. Wow. Okay. Um, there's reason to speculate that it even went back to Egyptians and Samaritan times. Um, but it becomes very hard to considering the Eye of Horus is an Egyptian god uh, or a symbol from him. So it's kind of hard to go. Did did the Illuminati exist now? Or is it just the Egyptians paying homage to one of their deities, you know? Yeah. What I, what I did, remember I showed you that book? Uh, yeah. On our last podcast or at the end of it, yep. So what I noticed about that book on Amazon is that it appeared um, to be written by somebody in version A. Gotcha. Okay. And it painted a different approach. Like they still want the uh, the one world. They want prosperity. They want all these things. Um, they don't share the same same uh, concept when it came to world decreasing of population. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just like B, they have no problem getting their hands dirty. In order to achieve their goals, yep, I got you. In order to achieve their goal. The things that I found intriguing about that book is several things. Okay. And it's going to tie into what I think where B and A kind of come together. Um, so when you read that book on the first page, they do something kind of weird I told you about where they yeah. take credit. For you reading the book. Reading the book, yep. <laughs> that isn't even more, that isn't the most wild thing about it. Um, what I found what I found most wild about how you written, because words, words are very important. Yeah. Matter of fact, we'll talk about it in other podcasts where they where words is essentially magic. And we will talk about that later. But so if you talk about a an old organization however it may be, yeah. if they write a book, their words are going to be selected very precisely. Of course. 
It's not going to be just like just that random. Whatever they say is going to be fully intentional. Okay. And when you read the book, when it refers to Earth, it does not refer to as our world. It refers to it as your world. <laughs> okay. And when they refer to humanity, they actually dress it as humanity, which is odd because when you when you think of somebody talking, even if they're selective, we don't really address it as humanity. Yeah. This humanity is more of an outside viewpoint of us. Okay. We when we address ourselves, we address ourselves as Americans. Yeah. We address ourselves by our names. We address ourselves as Colombians. No, they specifically picked humanity as their focal point. Wow. And and then that your world, they never claimed ownership or part of the world. That's more of an outside approach, you know? Yeah. So I've come to believe that at the top of these two pyramids, because they each have their own pyramid, at the top of these two pyramids is a different species, you know? Okay. And so not human at all. Not not human at all. Um, matter of fact, Bob Dylan is going to be my proof of this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I believe it was Bob Dylan. It was one of them. I can research it again. I just watched the YouTube earlier. I think it was Bob Dylan. But... And this is where it gets kind of catchy because I'm sure you've ever heard of the the term selling your soul, right? Yes. Yes, most definitely. So a lot of the religious groups will believe that they've sold their soul to the devil or whatever for wealth, power, or whatever. Now, in my research, and we'll talk about the metaphysical and spiritual one on a different podcast, but okay. when... The idea of actually signing a contract with a with a dimensional being from a, another plane of existence becomes a little bit un, unimaginable. Like it's not really an intensive thing to do. But did they sign a contract with somebody? Absolutely. Um, Kevin Hart talked about it. At least he slipped up a little bit where he had mentioned in an interview about a door. It was just a door. Okay. About a door. And I think it was Ice Cube. It was Ice Cube were one of them who stopped him real quick from talking about said door. Ah, uh, okay. Now, so one would assume that there's something obviously going on with that door. Yeah, of course. Um, there's obviously plenty of, plenty of videos out there uh, implying that a deal has been made. Matter of fact, even Kanye did a song once where he's like, it was at a, it was at a uh, concert, and he was like, "I sold my soul. It was a crack deal, <laughs> something." Uh, okay, I forgot the song. Oh like, man, but a happy meal or something along that. Yeah, you know, Katy Perry has kind of hinted toward it. Few others have hinted toward it, but the one, the one that really stuck out to me, I think it was Bob Dylan, was one of them. It was on like sixty minutes, and the guy was. Well, it was, I think it was 16 minutes. You can YouTube it, but it was like, I think it was Bob Dylan. But the interviewer had asked him, well, why are you still, why are you still touring? Because he's in his 70s or 80s. Yeah, yeah. 
And he's like, I'm just trying to uh, fulfill my end of the bargain. And he's like, bargain with who? And he's like, well, the chief commander. And he's like, the chief commander, like who's of this world? And he's like, of this world or any other world. Wow. So my my thought, my belief, you know, obviously a lot of this stuff becomes very hard for me to fix, to prove. Yeah. And this is just kind of picking different pieces of things that have happened and going and trying to piece it all together. But what I think is behind that door or that door symbolizes is where a young artist goes to break out in the industry, whether it be uh, music, whether it be stand up, whatever. And behind that door could very well be some very rich, powerful human beings who, who make them sign deals and make them do compromising things. Why? Because a compromised person will never go against your agenda or could never go against you. Okay. Which could probably explain why there are so many pedophiles, why there are so many random deaths that happen. Like, Especially with uh, some celebrities that happen to be young in age. Yeah, so there could be a lot of there could, there could be a lot of proof to that. But if we go off of Bob Dylan or that thing, it would imply that behind that door isn't just very powerful humans, mm-hmm. because we kind of talked about reptilians, right? Because I yeah. joke about <laughs> I remember, yes, hey lizard who ate babies. Yep. <laughs> Well, if you Google it, there is a species called reptilian, and they're ma- majorly, like, some of them are benevolent, but most of that species appears to be very malevolent. Wow. Okay. They also appear to be very war-type species, mm-hmm. like straight-up conquer-type species. Okay. So if I took that on just face value... And they like blood, and they like death, and they like... Yeah. If I took that face value, and Bob Dylan said, Commander, <laughs> yeah. Commander, that would that would be a war-type thing. I could, yeah. I could see a warrior going on Supreme Commander. Of course. Especially us being in the military, we can, uh, we can relate. Yep. Exactly. And... That would explain blood contracts because they like blood. Blood is a signifying thing. Okay. So that would explain that. So maybe what's behind that door is maybe like the leader or somebody of power for said species who maybe be is overseeing the Bovarian side. Mm. And on on the A side, the A side, maybe there's a different species. And they are clearly based on, if you read in that book, they're clearly at war. With wow. Them. And so, like I said, one has a benevolent approach. One has a malevolent approach. But both of them are willing to do whatever it takes for their agenda. So that's yeah. what I found out when I studied with you. Wow. With your th- thoughts. and <laughs> See, and what else have you... As far as researching in order to become a member of that of the Illuminati, do they reach out to you? Do you so, reach out to them? <laughs> so I think the Bavarian Illuminati reach out to you. They don't have a, um I know that in each 
Because at some point, the original Illuminati broke off into subsets, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Those subsets are different groups, Skull and Bones, um, Freemasons, uh, Rosicrucian. There's there's a lot of them. Okay. Um, And most of those are just social groups, you know? We have go in, they're like the ultimate networking events, you know, they're nothing more than people getting together. And because I had family who had, who were friends and I didn't realize at the time because I was a child, but my parents and my grandparents had some very close friends that were Shriners. And when you research Shriners, I never knew what they did. Um, they're very much Freemasons and Rosemary. Oh, okay. Um, so, so even my family may have ties in that stuff, but we never talked about it. I've never been to any of their things. It actually were a part of it. Um, they may have just been habits that just made friends that happened to be a part of that world, you know? Okay. But it looks like once you get to a certain level, so I think like celebrities and stuff, they are... They're right and on a very low level just because of their influence and power that they're going to have because they do. They have influence and they have power. Okay. Um, to a certain level, you know, because music is powerful, TV is powerful, you know, all this stuff. And, and what happens when those people that they give power to become significantly more powerful than the people who provided them the power? So that's when they're gone, right? No, so no, I think I think once they get to like if you progress up to it, the the, the common theme is thirty third degree. Because mm-hmm. numerology means something. And when you start looking into like thirty third degree Rosicrucian or thirty third degree Freemason or thirty third degree anything, mm-hmm. you start getting into the true esoteric side of it okay that's where you start getting start diving into the levels of where they can start bringing you into the real illuminati you know like where you're actually the power players you're the upper management types well i think they're they're more their problem i think what their most problematic part is isn't people rising through the ranks because if you read over their books, they want ambition. They want all these things. I think the real problematic part is when somebody doesn't fulfill their end of the bargain. Okay. So the price of, because you're asking for fame, power, all these things quickly, right? So there's got to be a cost to it. And so I think what they do, at least on the Bulvarian side, is they, the cost is compromising situations, underage girls, um, kids, okay, um, deaths that are unexplained. Like, because if you notice, like, if you look at like all the successful people, there's there's a person next to them that dies or is killed, who who or is close to them around the same time as their fame. Like, if you look at, like, Ariana Grande, she started, like, putting out some some hits, and she started getting some notoriety. She was in some Disney stuff, obviously. But her real fame did not happen 
like her real light faint did not happen until after Mac Miller died. Ah, okay. Because like right after Mac Miller died, she was invited to sing at Aretha Franklin's funeral, remember? Yeah. That's a big event. Most definitely. But and so you were saying people are sacrificed for other people. Yes. In order for them to become more famous. Yes. Okay. And then when people start talking against them, like you look at you look at Michael Jackson. Michael mm -hmm. Jackson, prior to him dying, he started revolting, going, look, I'm not doing it anymore. And he wasn't fulfilling the end of his contract. And guess what? He died. Mm. Uh, Dave Chappelle tried to kick away a lot of his. What did they do? They tried to go, hey, he's crazy. He's insane. You know, they tried to destroy him. Luckily for him, at least, he was that loved of a comedian that he could come back and kind of counteract it some. But he, but if you notice, he kind of got out of the spotlight and kind of kept to himself. Yeah, for a while. Because the kitchen started getting a little hot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I think happens is I think that when people start negating on the deal that they made or the agreement that they made, they might start with public shaming. They might start with, oh, he's crazy. But if they can't control the situation or control you, end it. the next thing you know, you suicided your Yeah, exactly. So my question for you would be, if you had the chance to join, would you? I actually tried to join A. Really? I even took their little test. They have a little test. I don't think I did well. Read their book. <laughs> this was back in this was back in uh, 2011. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. 2011. I, I I did that. I signed up. I get their emails every now and then. I signed up for the Rosicrucian, but I didn't actually want to pay the fee to join them because there's actually a fee to join them to join any subset of the organization. Huh? Any subset of the organization? I don't no. know where it goes. No, okay. and I just didn't want to pay the fees, so I uh, I didn't. But I get emails from them like every month. I find I can pull up my Gmail account right now, type in Rosicrucian, and I've been getting emails from them. And it's like the actual organization, the actual. Wow. But it's like I said, these are the lobby people. These, yeah, yeah. This isn't the thirty third degree. The thirty third degree type people, you're not going to be able to join them. They come to you. Gotcha. So that's the thing on that one. So I know we're running out of time. Did you want to you want to you want to restart it or did you want to pick up the next topics the next? No, no, we could do we we'll move on from this one. This one is a little scary. <laughs> but it's you know, but it's intriguing and it's interesting, you know, and but at the same time for me, I don't think I would want to be a part of it. I'm good. Now like for me it was like it's not joining them for like wanting to do crazy crap. For me is wanting to, as you know, I'm a very highly intellectual person. So like, of course, it's, of course. it's and as you're going to find out through all these podcasts, I research and study the wildest things. Yeah, most definitely. So for me, it's more or less from the standpoint is I need to know who's referring to it as your world. I need yeah. to know who that person is. Like all this other crap, I can kind of piece it together, but I need to know who's referring it. Does it concern you in the least if you keep digging? Huh? 
Does it concern you in the least if you could dig in what you might find? Nah, I just I I, I just want to know. Like I need to know. I need to know. Like it is that people sometimes say that some things are best left undone or unsaid. You see, they have not met me. Like there you go. That, like I'm that guy who's like, nah, nah. Let me. You see, that's why I would be like, I'd be really bad character in like a horror flick. Yeah, because a part of me would be like, look. I got this crazy truck chasing me. <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's this crepid church. And, and the logical, rational side of me, the, the intelligent side would be like, Sean, uh, don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that part of me that's like, I need to know what the hell is behind that door. I need to know who was driving this truck. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm getting eaten. Yeah. And and I realized <laughs> there's a level of uh, there's a level of stuff to that, but it's like I can't help myself, man. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about cloning and all kinds of other things throughout these podcasts. You're gonna find out, like I like I need to know some things, even at my own detriment. And that's fine. And I'll know them just as much as you do. So. It's always great talking to you about them. So, absolutely. So, yeah, I think I think we'll just because we had about four different topics. I think three topics. We'll just have to share the next one. Most definitely, because this one was just too big of a topic. It's just so much broad but intriguing. So we should be good to go. So, uh, so you wouldn't join any of them, huh? No. Nah. About the Rosicrucians, they you know they're, they're decent people. None, none of them. No, no, I'm good. I don't know. They may ask me to do some things that I may not want to do. After reading that book, I can promise you, even because, like, like I said, that's the benevolent side, right? Yeah, exactly. Side. At least as far as what I've seen, they're very benevolent for the most part. Uh, but from what I read, even they would have no qualms with asking you to do something that might not be what you would normally pick as your. Your your top option or first option, yeah. So yeah, right. And and I think I think all of the I think on a lower level, I think it's nothing more than a social club. So like, if you actually joined one of them on a low level, it isn't until you get to a certain level, I think, where it starts to that line starts to blur a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because like in that book, like in that book, they took credit for killing a world leader. They didn't mention the world leader, but they but after reading it, you knew exactly which world leader they were referring to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. So uh so there's that. Thanks <laughs> <Any> the explanation. <laughs> and they were very precise about it too, like like the way they described it was not like somebody who was seeing it from a third person. It was like, it was like, yeah, that was the person. <laughs> it was like pretty in depth, like yeah. pretty in depth of like what went on, exactly what led up to it, why they made that specific decision. Where, matter of fact, where you can find them, matter of fact, there's an island outside the United States that's on no maps. That's where you can go find them. That's where they do their meetings. Okay. I just haven't been able to find that island. Believe me, I've been looking. I need to find that island. 
I need to know what it is. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting. Like I said, my my quest for knowledge is probably going to lead to some weird places. Like eventually, I'm gonna do ayahuasca. Did I tell you that? No, no. Uh, that's gonna be a whole whole podcast on itself from now on. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm gonna have to research that one. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Because like, because that's when you start going into the real unknown, like outside the third dimension, you know. Okay. So yeah, now we'll talk about that as well. Matter of fact, when I do it, we are absolutely doing a podcast that day. Like after I come <laughs> back from my retreat, I'm gonna tell you all the crazy crap that I saw. All right. Because uh, because because I've read uh, I've re- I've read and listened to a lot of what people have said. Well, you know, I'll be looking forward to that conversation as well. So, yeah, most definitely. And then maybe I can convince you to do go to that retreat with me at some point. I don't know about that, but we'll see. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks. Next week. Yes, indeed, sir. We'll talk later. Bye. Yeah, that's about all the time we have for today. Obviously, these topics can go on forever. We're friends, so we could probably talk for hours. But definitely hit subscribe, follow us, keep up to date with our next um, topics that we're coming out with. Look forward to it. Thanks.